Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, this is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I am the self-same dipshit. With me, as always, is Amanda. Uh, coming to you live uh, from my house. I just flew back from Brooklyn via Nantucket. We are, which are two places I, I never thought I'd uh, string together. Uh, Nantucket, if you've never been, is like if Eugene, Oregon was a millionaire. Basically, uh, everyone there is very rich, wears faded pink, and loves Bob Marley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Nantucket, what? What's the color? Nantucket. Red. Nantucket red is oh, what everyone wears. It's very, I mean, it's very cool. It used to be like the whaling capital of the world and stuff, but it's you're just around insane wealth. I was this, this thing called the Nantucket Project, where inspiring people gave these talks, and then I was like the yuck yuck guy who did like a set each day. Um, but I finally got one of my favorite people on the podcast. Um, uh, my my sweet lovely sister. Uh, Martha Kelly is here, who uh, um, I, I I was a fan of before we even met, and then we met, and then we've done comedy together uh, several times, and now she yeah. is the person I am happiest to see become a TV star. Well, uh, on and yes, see that you can anyone who knows Martha knows like um, oh that that's her, so. Pretty well. A, I also was a fan of yours before we met, and we met a long time ago, or mm. not that maybe like two thousand four. Yes. And um, but um, for sure not a TV star. Um, no. I have been chased by security on the show that I worked on <laughs> to try and prevent me from going to the trailer. So that's so. Funny. That wouldn't happen if I. <laughs> That's a perfect. If actually, that's were a recognizable. perfect Martha Kelly story too. <laughs> um, Did you know you're in one of my jokes? Uh, no. I have, a, I have a bit about how um, uh, super serious uh, little girls are terrifying, and how we well we did we did um, uh, Tig's little little bus tour or van tour where we just play people's backyards, right? Like birthday parties and. Uh, I think there was a wedding in there, a couple barbecues, me, you, Tig, Steve Ag, Yeah. And I think I did like two or three of them. But we did one that was a big, uh, it, was a, it was a lesbian barbecue. Yes. It was all lesbian families. San Diego, right? San Diego, correct. Yeah. We went to that awesome fish taco place. But um, this, this, there was, at one point, you got on sta- stage, I use the term loosely, but it was like a plank of wood um, right. on a couple <laughs> cinder blocks or something and you're like well it's um odd being the only because you know take as a lesbian and you were like it's kind of odd being the only non-lesbian here and a like a nine-year-old girl just shrieked from across the <laughs> entire yard it was a huge backyard i am not a lesbian <laughs> like she screamed it so loud that like the yard went cold and everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. Like it was, it, it felt like a frosty wind. Like That's it was that cause crazy. kids like so often are so like, you know, they're, 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 they're extremes. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, no, no, we have to talk about this right now. It's time to get ice cream kind of thing. But like right. with her, I'm sure not that anyone gives any kind of a shit what a kid's sexuality is anyway but like this kid probably in the back of her mind she's like everyone thinks i am too and i'm not my moms are i hate this and so when you said that and it just that's in the that's that you know i have that in in my in my latest hour but it's like i don't i didn't mention you by name but it was so and then you handled it perfectly but it was just you got like a laugh because this girl's just screamed this thing (laughs) and it was just (laughs) 
That's so also like why did I ha- feel like I needed to announce? Well, you were setting you know? up a joke. You were just you, oh, it really? went into something else. Yeah. Okay. So cuz it almost sounded like I was being kind of a dick, but no, then No, I feel like um that's I don't even remember I remember that show, but I don't remember any of my set. I usually I don't remember block any of mine either. And and to your credit, I mean there were you know, a few heterosexual women there. Like you were making a dumb joke, you know, okay. to, to, to lead in. Cause it's like, they also had friends. It's not like lesbians only hang out with lesbians. Like they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> speaking of friends of all stripes. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun, that was a really fun show. And it seemed like we drove back really late at night. Yeah. Well, I remember I was saying to Steve Agee that it, it would be fun to pretend to be dudes that didn't realize what was going on and just like like get really drunk and just hang out in the kitchen with our shirts off, like just trying to hook up. And like, everyone's like, okay, can you guys, we're all families here and none of us, we're, none of us like men. That's so, so like, funny. We were cracking up in the, in the van. Or just the two of you with your shirts off, just like crying and hugging it out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, yeah, we invited these comedians <laughs> and they performed. We got so lucky. But then they just ended up getting like drunk yeah. and crying, they, hugging they, it out they, in the they, kitchen. They, only two and men are really getting in touch with their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was strange. Are you still, are you still doing stand-up? I haven't yeah. done stand-up in a while. Um, well, I took a couple months off. Um in theory to work on writing um has turned out to work on television watching oh okay a lot so research um very very heavy research um just re-watching true detective Mm -hmm. and um but actually with my um it it ended up being good because i ended up getting the ankle surgery so i don't want to go on stage on a Scooter, I'm not saying it's wrong <laughs> or bad. It's just I don't like the spectacle yes. of not being good at getting around on it. I hear you. You know, I I did a I did a show in 2008. I was in like the I think it was Nebraska. It's this comedy festival like the in, wherever Johnny Carson's hometown is, and you play in this enormous venue, and it's like this comedy contest or something. And I had like hurt my knee. And I just came out on stage on crutches and people just started laughing. And it's like, no, this isn't. And so it's like, you know, you come out on this. I'm sure someone thinks it's, you know, it's like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the old physical comedian Martha Kelly. With the robot boot. That is so funny. I bet that's not even real. I bet that's a a ski boot she's wearing. Yeah. That's so funny. I did. So for the first three days after the surgery, I used crutches. And like, it's not that they're that hard to use it's that you can't do anything else because you have both your hands occupied and that made me so mad i hate not being self-sufficient it drives me crazy i during that same year my friend got married this uh this girl is like basically like my little sister her and my mom are best friends we grew up together but they had it in this middle of the summer in this there's this giant beautiful hotel called the governor that's downtown portland and it like since it's so old they don't have like they didn't have air conditioning because that that's like generally grown up we didn't have it in portland you didn't right need it. But right this is like yeah it just doesn't get all that hot now it does uh, thanks global warming but yeah but it was like, super humid right. super hot and they were like 
oh, look, we'll just rent these enormous fans. And all these giant uh-huh. fans did was like blow hot air around. And like <laughs> I'm in on crutches in a suit. And like I remember just taking Ugh. my suit off and just being like on these crutches. I just like I looked like like a sweaty alcoholic defense lawyer or something <laughs> in a movie. Where it's just like, oh, just like sweat, just pits oh. under my, you know. So it's like it, I just oh yeah, just the back uh, yeah. sweat, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, or you that stand feeling. up and you, it's in your butt crack, but you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's but, that's. Tough. So it's like I get what you're I get what you're saying. So you, but it's it's so awesome that you came all the way out to this place and to, to hang out with us. It's not far, and it's nice that you asked me. And again, I apologize for being really slow coming up. It's fine. Um, Thankfully, we I have hate a super. It generally a compact podcast it's not long so speaking of which let's roll the first one are you ready to answer to give advice like i should have told you this when you first asked me but i'm not the world's greatest improver but it's too late now no it doesn't we we generally speaking we don't make fun of people we we treat this pretty sincerely but i feel like the comedy comes pretty organically because sometimes people ask some weird fucking shit but you can draw from your history that's what i do okay if that you know like I have some dipshittery in my past and I'm kind of like, well, don't do what I did, which is this or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. Copy that. Okay, great. No pressure. (laughs) Hey, um, my name is Colin. Um, yeah, that's my name. Um, and I'm actually listening to you on a podcast right now from the mama's house. Um, yeah. And I have been, Cheating since I was about 16. Um, I'm 27 now. Um, every single person since I was a little kid, um, I've cheated, like, oh, 16, little kid, whatever, um, I've cheated on. Um, and I have someone that I really, really like right now. Um, he's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I was just curious how I should stop cheating. Uh, pretty much just living my life and it's really hard. I want this to work out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to continue to watch this podcast right now. You're pretty cool. <laughs> and I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thanks young gal. That means what a lot. <laughs> what, what was her question? She's, she's cheated on everyone. She's, oh. she's dated and she's with someone's really special. She doesn't want to cheat on them. How does she get away from like her, her right. MO? I've known so many people, a few, not so many, but a few people that pretty much all guys for the most part that had these dual lives that like, I knew their girlfriends. I knew this guy cheated all the time. The girlfriend did not know. I felt somehow complicit. And eventually these guys are all out of my life or have kind of reformed and become married and family men or whatever but you know and i've known a couple women who are like that but i think it's i think it's just that thing of having i mean obviously having your cake and eat it too and having like but basically having like a dual life whereas if i was cheating on my wife right now i would just pretty much feel like a garbage truck all the time i'd just be like because it's because it would just eat at me and be like and i would feel as i've said on the show before when you cheat you're all alone because you can't share it with anyone and no one's going to be like, fuck yeah, high five, cheat, good job. Except like, (laughs) you know, douchebags or whatever. So I don't know, what would you advise there, Martha? Well, my experience is that when I was drinking, um, it seemed like really hard to hold on to any kind of um, 
giving a shit. Do you cuss on this podcast? Yeah. Go fucking um, nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're drunk, I always felt when I was drinking, like, um, how could anyone not, how could anyone be a road comic and drink and not cheat on their person they were dating? <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, not drinking has helped uh, be, helped to be able to like live by the principles I want to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, but although there are plenty of drunk people who don't cheat, so right. I'm not saying that. But, but, but I will say alcohol and I've used it uh, uh, a lot of times in my life for it. It's escapism and it's, right. it's escape. People tend to think of it as escapism just from like, uh, life itself, but it specifically can it be escapism from your relationship, from right. your obligations, from what you're, you know, you're supposed to be doing. Shit like that, because the first thing right. that goes, as we all know, if anyone who's ever watched a, a student film on on drug or alcohol abuse, first thing that goes is judgment. Right. So yeah, everyone who's just like, I would never cheat. As soon as you have a couple of drinks, you're kind of like, fuck it. Who was yeah. that person I was before? <laughs> yeah. Also, I always felt like one of the things that was appealing about um, not putting all your eggs in one basket, even if you're not telling that person that you, like if you're if you're screwing around behind their back, then you don't feel as as um, vulnerable, right? It's a way to not be vulnerable with intimacy. I keep thinking there's a bird, but it's a flag. That's why yeah, I keep sorry, looking out the window. Yeah, that's just weird flag. Um, yeah, I think sometimes people cheat because then they can feel like, well, I'm not really putting myself out there because I have this backup. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes that's part of it. Well, that's the thing. Full commitment to one person, it's, it's fucking scary. Right. And a lot of times I know when I was younger, I would be, you know, I, I had that thing where with my then girlfriend where I was like, I just, I have to break up with her or, or, oh, I'm happy or whatever. But sometimes when I'd be really drunk, I'd be like, what am I doing? You know, right. even with my wife who I'm with now. And if I'm buzzed, I'm never like, oh, I got to leave. I just don't have that in me anymore. But there was that time right. where you feel like you have like clarity. Because you're wasted and you don't feel any pain. And you're like, why do I fucking stick myself with this person? Why did I commit to this person? I want to be free. This is dumb. You know? <laughs> you know, yeah. the air on your nipples. Totally, out, right? yeah. Like you're going for gold, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. alive. Yeah, or just like how you're like, I'm not going to eat like shit. Or I'm not going to smoke cigarettes. And then right. you have a couple drinks. You're like, fuck that. I want pizza. This is bullshit. Exactly. I and will do cigarettes. the other shit. To, I'll be responsible tomorrow. And you're like, right. I'll be faithful tomorrow. Totally. So it's like, I think not that uh, uh, Colin uh, drinks necessarily, but it could be kind of a situation where it's that same mentality she switches into to kind of be like, no, right. but I want to be free in this moment. And I think, I think a lot of it's FOMO. You're kind of like, like, Put it this way, like how, why guys my age generally cheat is if a younger girl like is very forward and goes after them, you know, and it's kind of that thing where you have it in your mind where you're like, oh, well, when am I going to get this chance again? So maybe like I feel like Colin has that where it's kind of like maybe yeah. there's a guy that's interested in her that she thinks is out of her league or she meets someone that she feels like she has a real connection with. And she's like, no, I just need to fuck this person, get out of my system or whatever. Right. Kind of but it's just just like anything. It's just like. It's like take a breath and don't take that drink. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's right. kind of twofold. So it might not be drinking, but essentially what you were, like what you two are talking about with that is being in a in a place or a position that facilitates a habit. 
Right. right? So, like, yeah. what do you do to, like, break a habit? Well, if you're, you know, trying to stop smoking, you don't hang out in the smoking section. Or you right. try, you know, so it's just, it's like get, removing yourself from positions that allow that. Like, I'm a nail biter, so I have these, like, really long, crazy dragon claws right now to, like, remove the ability mm-hmm. for me to bite my nails. So that that's, like, a self-reflection, though. And then... The other piece from it, and I'm going to say for me, who's definitely cheated on most relationships I have, like, and cheating isn't, for me, was, like, never sex or anything like that, but, I mean, I'm a makeout slut, you know, like, I love, like, I love making out, and, like, if a guy is hot, and you're, like, dancing, and the energy is there, like, you know, I want to, like, go in for the tongue, you know, I don't know, it's just, like, no, that's, that's the most common thing I find am- yeah. among women, where, like, my wife has been like, so I just want to kiss another guy, you know, yeah, like, I, I know, get it, like, man, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, yeah, so it, it's just, it's just, it's like that attention from men, like, I always say that yeah. my vice is men, like, I love men, mm-hmm. and so, it, it's it's like a it's uh having guys like on a line still or whatever is exciting oh, it's like, power. that fire is exciting totally. and like and i get validation from it somehow and so you know going through therapy and you know she's like oh so in order to feel alive like you need some element of danger yeah and so she's like how are you getting danger in your current relationship because if you're not you're going to get bored and leave fascinating you know so that's yeah. where he and i are like have an anonymous street art thing that we do that's mm-hmm. been like all over you know the cities we visit and whatnot and that like gives me my element of danger and like other little things like that that we do that are like probably a bit illegal you know and it just yeah kind of that <laughs> sure yeah, I'm course. listen i'm pro criminality yeah to, to oh, avoid everyone who knows cheating. martha kelly knows that you got it sometimes you have to break the law that's true but it's like to just just to put a button on it for the, I feel like the not not only the drinking but the, the analogy of drinking makes me think of like where it's like oh yeah I could go have a bunch of drinks but I'm gonna be hungover tomorrow and I'm gonna feel like absolute death and I'm gonna hate myself. I mean it's that same thing where right. it's like think of this person that you want to make out with Colin when you you know are with some guy or whatever and and you're like well I could fuck him. But then I'm going to hate myself tomorrow and I'm going to go through all this again. So why don't I just not? And when you have that, that non-hungover morning and you have a nice cup of coffee, you're like, hey. You, right. You're like not only proud of yourself, but you feel physically better than you would have. And I think that's true. Right. Of like not cheating as well, where you're just like, and I'm just cheaping my another relationship kind of thing. So right. I think Colin just comes down to deep breaths. That's a, There's no, it, you just have to stay on it. Stay on it and give yourself credit for, for being faithful and... And commit one day at a time. Yeah. Commit a crime if you need to. Commit a crime if you need yeah. to. If that helps you stay We're faithful. We're all going to jail after this when this, <laughs> she does something horrible when she <laughs> yeah, yeah. drives her drives her car into a Sears. Does Sears <laughs> still, still exist? Alive. I'm 59. Okay, let's let's hear the next let's hear the next call. Yeah, Sears. When was the last time you ever went to Sears? I think there's still one in Glendale. They have good there's deals one, on jeans. There's one. There's one in in Austin. When I was a kid, everybody got in the seventies. Kids all got tough skin jeans from Sears. Mm-hmm. Like there were no fashions for kids. It no. was just this material is indestructible. Yeah. And that's what. Well, anyway. Yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, I, tough skins, huskies. If you're a yeah. little bit of a bigger kid, and uh, and Lees. And what a, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's paying three hundred dollars 
bore holes in them again. Yeah. Love it. Hooray. Hey, shithead. Uh, man, I was looking forward to saying that. Uh, hey, Matt, I'm a huge uh, fan of, you know, pretty much everything you do. Uh, my name is Blake. Little context, I'll keep it short. Uh, I'm, uh, I was born and raised in, in Texas, and, uh, you know, I'm still here in Texas. And, uh, man, I guess my issue is uh, you use this phrase, getting your ducks in a row, you know, starting to put yourself together, giving a shit about yourself, you know, that kind of thing. I'm coming up on 30, and I started trying to get my get, get my ducks in a row, and I had this weird realization where I noticed that, you know, maybe three or four years ago, I closed a door in my life where I had this intense, serious, great relationship with a lovely lady, and it ended, and it actually ended amicably, uh, you know, but it really hurt me a lot more than I was able to understand at the time, and I feel like, uh, you know, like I said, getting my ducks in a row these days, uh, I started to realize, and I'm still realizing that, man, that, that was a lot, uh, it was, it was a lot more to process. I have a lot, you know, I'm starting to realize that I have a road ahead of me, and that I, cl- like, like I said, the phrase that, that feels right for me was that I kind of closed this whole door, uh, without realizing it. Uh, you know, basically intimate, uh, romantic relationships. I've just kind of shut that out. And a weird thing is, or, you know, another element, you know, that seems to have helped my professional life. I've, I've had, you know, promotions and success and, uh, to whatever small degree financial, uh, you know, not liberty, but, you know, financial comfort, you know, comforts and I won't say wealth, but I'm doing all right in that area, but I feel like I closed this door so long ago, and, and uh, man, it's, it, I, I'm not a locksmith. I don't know how to open it. Uh, you got any thoughts? Uh, much love to all, and your producer's great, and thanks again. Take it easy, bud. Thanks, Blake. Um, Blake needs help opening his heart. Well, I feel like he needs help, yeah, or, or maybe even reopening that door. It sounds like he wants to get back together with her. Perhaps. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he said he he basically wants to close. He closed that door, and but it's shit, Blake. It's been four years. I don't know, man. Um, what do you think, Martha? About how to make yourself emotionally available again. Well, um, well, it depends. So if he's thinking that he wants to get back together with the girl he broke up with four years ago, um, that's tricky. Yeah. Right. Because why did they break up in the first place? And does he even know what she's doing now? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that is a thing. And I will say this for the, the, the probably 75,000th time. Guys, fucking details. No one, like, they'll just say, like, I like this guy and he's a guy and what should I do? Right. So, like, but so sometimes it's just like, because it's just like yeah. you and I just disagreed on what this call was, was about. about yeah. You know what totally. I mean? Like, like you got to nail it a little yeah, bit down. That's all. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, but it's, you know, that's that's not our fault. That's fucking Blake's in goddamn Texas. <laughs> fucking. Uh, no. <laughs> But I get it. I get what's well, it's tough when you're 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 he sounds he sounds a little little torn up yeah. and uh, is he needs, you know, some. Well, that's usually what happened, like emotional unavailability usually happens from an unprocessed like heartbreak. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to you're afraid you're 
still hurt and you know you brushed it to the side you put other things in front and so now anytime somebody is interested in you or you're in a place to meet people you just end up making excuses yeah i mean i think you're, you don't want to be hurt again. that could be true you read it pretty deep i think he was basically saying like he now in his life he's in 30 he's getting his ducks in a row and he realized he broke up with someone four years ago he maybe shouldn't have and that that that's a kick in the dick that really sucks where you're like, oh, what the fuck? That like when we when you have that bone deep regret, I would say, dude, do not look back that strongly because you might have stuff because it's like I know it's always you always have like the opposite of rose colored glasses when you look to the past. You're always down on yourself. You're always like, boy, I fucked up so many times. I, I screwed up this. I screwed up that. Maybe that relationship was doomed. Like maybe it wasn't meant to be. And you were you're you're I know every time I've broken up with or gotten broken up with somebody and it, at one point we were good together all i remember is the good and i miss it but the thing is that time can never come back again you you just miss that comfort uh what's that jonathan richmond line which is so good uh do you long for her or for the way you were and you're not going to be you're not going to be that again so i would look forward i mean maybe she's still out there and you can connect with her but i mean you, you can probably have that same thing with someone else who might be just a good but i it just sounds like you're oh finally i'm 30 30 is so fucking young go to yeah. my instagram post and look at the pictures i put up of when i was 30 oh yeah so fat those were good so so fat and didn't realize no, how fat i, I wasn't was. nodding at that like, i knew didn't no. i know you when you were 30 you weren't I, fat you know Matt. what i'm saying i was i was i was heavier and like and like well i was here's the thing I was unhealthy for my frame. I was super unhealthy and like I was all middle, all middle like gut fat. And you know, my, my, my frog neck gullet was like well past. This seems, this but, is a and just, quite. I'm just saying, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, I remember turning, I remember I was turning 30 and the photographer was like, nothing good happened for me until I was 30. Same thing. He was like a, a prophet, that dude. Cause he nailed it. Like nothing really I had a lot of fun in my 20s, my teens, but like nothing worthwhile happened in my life until I like hit 30. I feel like that's when your life kind of begins, you know? That's so. when I started doing stand-up is right before I turned 30, which is really late compared to most people. But in that sense, that's probably true. I mean, me Rodney Dangerfield didn't start till he was 40. My so. goal has been and continues to be to be the new Rodney Dangerfield. That's what I've always heard. And I hope that I'm... <laughs> On my way. <laughs> I'm all jokes to the side. Love Rodney Dangerfield. Me too. What a gem. Yeah. Of Amazing. A, of a comic. Uh uh who who's the guy that who's the guy that played um Arliss? Uh he was like I know who he worked mean, with him but forever, but anyway he, he he told the story about he would call him because he would just always bounce jokes off other comics. He'd call you and leave a joke on your answering machine and wait for a laugh and then start talking again. That's so like so ridiculous. So funny. Yeah, it is adorable. Uh, uh, was a quote. He's like, he'd, he'd call you and be like, uh, I think the steakhouse is connected uh, to the mob. Uh, the, the special today is broken leg of lamb. <laughs> what do you think? You like that big okay, three seconds? So dumb. That's so um, endearing. But I mean, take it from us, Blake. Your life is just beginning, and. I just, I mean, it, it, to what you said about being emotionally open is absolutely valid and perfect, but like, I think it's also just don't. It's, it's not a good idea to tap back. It's just not. Yeah. It's just not a good idea to tap back. Like, just 
statistically proven, mathematically proven. Mm-hmm. I mean, the couple of times I've ever tapped back, or and I even tapped back with like one person like three times over ten years, and like it was. It's never as good, right? And yeah, yeah, you know, and it just it just doesn't. Work. I so the guy I lost my virginity to was like one of them, where I was thirteen. And then I was rebounding from another relationship when I was 19. He kind of, like, came back into my life. And I remember going to his parents' house, and they're like, Amanda? Like, question mark? Amazing. And then his parents, when he went to the bathroom, like, pulled me to the side of the couch, and they were like, look, Amanda, a lot's changed in the last six years with with, you know, said person, right? Uh, like, I'm going to call him, like, Mark, right? Uh-huh. A lot has happened with Mark in the last six years, and he is not a good guy anymore. Oh and God. I was like, oh, wow, oh, okay, shit. sure. And then, like, still stuck around for, like, another month and a half. Like, Well, you were, was, you were 19. When you're 19, was, you think you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <coughs> man, that was, you know, like, mm-hmm. just... Which it's, it is true. It's like what my my uh, girlfriend in in Chicago. We got back together, and like I, I I got us back together, and was just like, oh, I'm gonna marry this person. But like, just like a weekend, I was like, no, what are we doing? But I and she broke up with me, and it was like the best thing that could have happened. It crushed me at the time, but I was it was that thing where it was doubly crushing because a in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't working, and b I got dumped, and like and it was gone, and it was that full realization. It is gone. Right. It is gone with this person and what we had, which was so great, is forever dead. And it's but it's like that's one of the things that in life you just have to learn. Sometimes you just have to like there's a yeah. reason why anytime you're like, I'm thinking of getting back together with my ex, your friends are never like, Yeah. I think that's a great <laughs> they're always like, No. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, I will say, um, in terms of putting yourself out there, like I know several female comedians who've done online dating and there's probably no demographic of people who want to put themselves out there romantically less than female comedians mm. because <laughs> for a lot of reasons but a lot of, i mean part on the one hand like it's a weird community to be part of for women yeah so most guy comics are wonderful and like brothers but then if you are you sometimes date male comics, some of them are terrible people. Yes. <laughs> and but anyway, the women that I know that have done online dating, which I have not worked up the nerve to try. So it's I don't know how valuable this is. They've went through terrible dates and then met someone good because it's a way of being like, I am definitely willing to put myself out there. Yeah. So there's no like, are we friends or is this, so, what is this going to be or what, you know, it's a very like <coughs> straightforward way to just put yourself out there and meet people and then probably go through a bunch of terrible misconnections. And yeah. then, and then I believe if you're willing to put yourself out there, you'll meet someone if that's what you want. There isn't anyone who won't find that if they're willing to be vulnerable. No, and thank God we have it now. Thank God we have it. I I don't know what people did 20, 25 years ago in adulthood just where it's like, oh, I just go to bars. Like, what a dismal life. Yeah, but but there's, I mean, I think people met at like church groups and stuff because like, the weird thing is this thing of like, I always think like, God, especially for people with kids who get divorced, how do they meet someone? But then every 
kid of divorce that I'm friends with, their fucking parents always found somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no so shortage true. of step parents or step boyfriends or girlfriends. So I think if you're willing to put yourself out there, you will meet someone. I don't find it appealing to be vulnerable and that's a that's a big block. Well, Martha, no one does. Like it's that's right. so don't knock yourself for that. It's that's hard. I should rephrase it. I'm not willing to be vulnerable yes. right now. I get Maybe it. I will be at some point. Sure. But right now it's like what's there has to be some mode there has to be some incentive besides just uh, having a boyfriend. Of course. You know? Absolutely. Um but so I sympathize with people who don't know how to make themselves vulnerable, but I also wholeheartedly believe I've never known someone who wanted intimacy and did the footwork and just never met anybody even really I will say even like total dipshits (laughs) perfect or whatever people find they find somebody yeah so just give yourself some breathing room Blake and and if you're getting your ducks in a row add that duck to the row I would say so hope that and helps. Also, man. And also, just in general, ducks are great. Ducks just are as great. Peop- uh, just as creatures to the, see the, out. The ducks in Nantucket were so fucking fat that, like, you just sit on the edge of the bridge and just people just throw shit and it's just all tourism. Like, I'm like, ducks definitely die of cardiac arrest in this town. They have to because people are just throwing <laughs> all this shit. And like, I'm sitting there eating ice cream and like, you know, you'd like cares like breaking off pieces or cone and throwing it. And I was like, I think if I threw this cone in there. Like a, a duck would die from fighting <laughs> because they just, as soon as something hits the water, it's just yeah. this mosh pit. So, but. So, so cute. Yeah. How about how aggressive ducks are about food and they'll eat anything? It's sure. like a goat. Mm-hmm. This weekend, I took a bunch of foster kids to Disneyland and we're like, a, we're having lunch at like that country bear place right before we enter Star Wars land. Nice. Like, here we are, kids, a big thing. We're going to enter Star Wars land. You know, we're having dinner, we're doing, and all they wanted to do was give the ducks French fries. Absolutely. All they wanted. All they yeah. want. And next thing I know, we're 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 going back to buy more French fries. That's so because funny. I mean, how are you going to say no to the joy of a child? Yeah. Right. But somehow Disneyland secret, you know, entertainment nobody knows is the best entertainment mm-hmm. is feeding the Disneyland ducks. What's well, like when you give a kid a, a you know younger than four any present, all they want to play with is the wrapping paper. They don't give right. a shit about whatever toy. you meticulously picked out they're like "Ooh, what's this crunchy crumbly right. fun noise thing i mean right so, sorry i wasn't yeah. talking so throw christmas wrapping to ducks guys um okay so let's hear the the, the next one here hey matt uh my name is josh uh i long story short i'm working two waiting jobs right now um i'm actually just about to quit the one that uh Makes a lot more money, but uh, gives me way too much anxiety. My huh. boss, well, one of my managers treats me like shit, and I just happen to work with him the most. Uh, even though I'm a very competent waiter, I've been doing this for 15 years. Uh, that being said, I am bleeding money out at my savings. My landlord is going to up my rent uh, about 50 bucks a month, which is just absurd. So I'm trying to find a new place to live. But I'm also trying to find a new place to work, which means I don't want to, you know, get a job 40 minutes from my my new prospective uh, apartment when I could get one that's five minutes away. So uh, I just 
Uh, I don't even know the order of operation here. Um, you know, any advice on prioritization, I'd, I'd appreciate. Thanks, man. Whoa. Yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah. Basically, like, jump to a new job or jump to a new apartment and which is first. Yeah. Hmm. I would I would be inclined to probably find the new job and then if you're going to move anyway. Although $50 extra a month isn't a huge increase. Is that what he said? I think it depends on what part of the country he's in probably. Okay. That's not right. not in LA that's not much yeah, but Yeah, in LA you're like, "Oh, only $50." Oh, no. Wow, right? yeah. Yeah. But, um but right, you're right. Um I would look for the job first because to me it's harder to find a job that you want to be at because it's all based on the people. Like that's why he's quitting that one job mm -hmm. is because of the dick manager. So find a job with people you like and then if you live alone, it's a little easier to pick an apartment because there's no other people there to ruin it. I think you nailed it. That basically like, right, at this point since he's the landlord's raising the rent i'm sure he's month to month so it's like right. all right just pay the extra 50 for like one month two months three months uh more and then and but but give yourself that leeway rather than jump somewhere that's cheaper and maybe the job thing doesn't work out that's so funny when he said like the one that pays the most is most anxiety which i remember those days where i used when i was waiting tables and basically what was like an applebee's if they made their own beer and like they like paid it was decent money but everyone i work with was really fun and cool and i got health benefits and every time a new uh, restaurant would open up people there would jump to this new, new restaurant like you gotta come the money's so good but it was like after like a couple months they're like i fucking miss rock bottom which is where i worked and i remember right. like my friend who when i moved to la he worked at the palm and i was like "Ooh, can you get me a job he's like Bro, I go home and I cry every night. Oh no! And I was like, because he just—it was because he had, like it's—it's it's not only fine dining, but it's it's douche tastic fine dining. So like um, you're working with just just you're serving cock bags every single night, and your manager is just like the worst to you. So it's like you get like. It, it's so funny how like fine dining as a waiter can be absolute fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right, dude. To just. Uh, Josh to to uh, go someplace that you you're not going to kill yourself. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being yeah. facetious, but like, look after your 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 well being. But yeah, Martha, you nailed it. That was like one of those like one one line solved yeah. <laughs> answers. Well, I do want to apologize for saying fifty dollars isn't that much money because it is a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah, of course. And I found twenty dollars on the sidewalk one time when I was broke, and it was the it's still one of the best days of my whole life. So it is a lot of money. Yeah, when I was waiting tables, I got in a cab once and uh, like looked over, and there were seven fifties laid out next to me, <gasps> laid out just flat. And I just scooped up three hundred fifty dollars. Yep. And yep. That's I such... tipped the cab driver very well. Yeah. Did not inform him of this money. Yep. But I went inside. And I remember going to my apartment and just shaking, like oh. thinking, like someone's gonna kill me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. But I, I was just like, who was this drunk guy? That was like, look at I have three hundred fifty dollars. I think I'm gonna get a chicken sandwich. Drop me <laughs> off here. Oh fuck. You know, like. like and how there's no way you there would be no way to get it back to him or find out who it was. No so way. I put an ad in the paper. Right. Three hundred fifty dollars is this? What a lovely 
What a happy day. I there's yeah. nothing that makes me happier than unexpected cash. Mm -hmm. I wish I mean there's things I love more. For sure money's not important enough for me to be super hardworking, sorry to say. But um yeah. God damn it. A sudden surprise cash fucking It's the best. It's yeah. really fun. It's the best. It's fun. Yeah, I mean if if like like the the there was that documentary that um uh Johnny DiMaggio, who's he's he does everything. He was Bender on Futurama and stuff, and he 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 did this this um this documentary called I know I think it's called I know that voice about all the VO guys and women he knows. And there was this line where this guy in the show who works on The Simpsons or Futurama or something was like his dad, who was a firefighter, was like, "So what's the best part of your job?" Like. Uh, hearing your voice coming out of all these cartoon characters, he's like, no, Dad, it'd be like if you got a check from a fire you put out in 1982 came today. That's the best part of my job. And it's so funny because, like, if you do enough work, like, you'll sometimes, not a windfall, but every once in a while I'll get something like, oh, it's like $200 just out of nowhere. Like, right. oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know. Free money. Right. God damn it. I love it. I know. Yeah. So... Uh, good luck to you, Josh. Um, I think what maybe one more. We good? Yeah. I've got like a really. I have like a. There's one call that I didn't quite know what to do with. Okay. And so I, I still up because yeah. So Great. Here we go. We're this gonna will, go. We're will, gonna will, we're gonna end this. This on will a be really, our caboose. Yeah, we're gonna right. to the dipshit this train. Is a powerful caboose. <laughs> okay. All right. My. Last four-year contract, so it'll be my eight years in the Marine Corps, is coming up. Uh, I don't know if I should re-enlist again. Uh, I could either get out and sail in the real world, or I can stay in this shitty environment that I'm already in. Uh, I have not got to kill anybody yet. That was one of my biggest goals. Uh, and in the real world, uh, I think I'd probably just be in prison because I'm surrounded by a bunch of liberal pussies. So... Should I stay in the safe environment where, you know, I'm accepted and I've made a name for myself, or should I attempt to get out and join the real world where I can make a little bit more money? Thanks. Wow. I wonder why this guy called me. Yeah, I as know. I'm, me too. As I'm a card-carrying liberal pussy. <laughs> me too. Yeah, you um, are such a liberal pussy. I super am. Oh, but man. it's it's, look... Uh, first off, thanks for your service, man. It kind of disturbs me that you want to kill someone and that maybe that's why you joined the Marines. But I think it's maybe dawning on you that it might not be the life for you. It sounds like you've got some serious anger issues, dude. I almost said bloodlust issues because that sounds like it's part of it, but that's a deeper part of anger. Um, I would advise uh, and take this as you will from, from a liberal pussy get uh to to just to just talk to someone talk to talk to a therapist everybody does it it's all the rage uh you know um even card carrying nra members it's it's we all need help and perspective i can't give you any because i don't know exactly where you're coming from all you've given me is you want to kill someone and if you weren't in a marine corps you'd be in jail because you were surrounded by liberal pussy which just i don't know man so, so I think I think you might listen to a, a, a lot of Fox News. I would broaden your horizons, but hey, that's me. Um, I have a question. What would you rather be, the biggest guy in your town, or like a okay guy in a big city? Uh, whatever. 
No, I think I think I think what's like would you want to be a big fish in a small pond yeah, or a small right, fish yeah. in a big pond? I think small fish in a big pond because then you can grow and become a bigger fish. Otherwise, you're trapped in the bowl. I think because I think that's fundamentally yeah. I think I think he needs to deal with with his with there's a, what what reason he wants to kill somebody so bad and then maybe get out in the real world and because it just it's it sounds like you hate the Marines, man. You hate the Marines. Don't be in the Marines. You know. You know what Gandhi says now. Well, this guy wants to know. Yeah, Gandhi says that the best thing you could do is just be yourself. So right. If you're a bloodlusting killer, then you should probably re-enlist. Yeah, and or get help and maybe not kill someone. <laughs> this you must be like if you're be yourself, be the best you pedophile. Amanda's saying be the best pedophile and saying Gandhi is too. Um, so it's 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 a tough one, man. But I mean, the bottom line is this show is is for comedy, but to help people if we can. And you sound miserable. So yeah, don't yeah. re-enlist. Talk to someone about your anger, but yeah. What do you I, think, Martha? I don't think that he actually... Because this sounds like a male you. No offense. <laughs> I will, I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about like, I sometimes have anger at a faceless, you know, like I'll get really angry at people who I think are doing bad stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to think that liberal pussies are doing bad stuff, and I, I'm sure I am a liberal pussy. So I don't know what what things we do that makes him angry. But I know there are things that make me angry, and I don't fantasize about killing people. But I do sometimes. <laughs> I have anger issues. You saw the barest tip of it when I was trying to bring my, my knee rover scooter up the walk. Sure. Every time I leave the house with it, I walk out the door going, I hate the, this motherfucking piece of shit. Like, I have anger, but I don't think he really wants to kill anyone. I think people who are actually psychopaths don't say, I'd probably be in jail. They're like... Yeah. And if you, you can fucking kill someone if you're in the Marines, just because you're not in battle, you, so you're not, you can't legally kill someone, you mm. haven't had the chance to do that. If you really want to kill a liberal pussy, you can, you get to go off the base sometimes. Like, the Marines are Well, he doesn't want to go to jail. And, like, but, I will amend what I said. Like, I do want to kill people sometimes. Like, I do, like, I, I get so angry. I'm just like, fuck it. I want to kill this person or like you, you have that thing where you're like, Hmm, I wonder what it would be like. So you've, I've, I will be honest. I've had that same urge, but it, it hasn't, it kind of like, it's very rare. It's at a point of maximum anger. So, well, I just to have that like as a personal goal constantly. My gut feeling about him is that his, that what he's talking about, someone or a lot of people have been, really cruel to him to make him give that face to the world he's yeah. trying to protect himself because people have been cruel to him and probably liberal pussies are people who didn't like he's probably been like no one's going to protect you the world is a terrible place liberal pussies just make us more vulnerable to being hurt instead of Oh, some someone was cruel to me when I couldn't protect myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's where that kind of stuff comes from. Because if you really want to kill people, you can fucking commit murder in the Marines. That that's not protecting you from breaking the well, law. Well, he doesn't want to go to jail for it. He wants to, he wants to be sent somewhere where he can shoot people. I think is what it is. But he's saying, I'm if I get out of the Marines, I'll probably kill someone and go to jail. Right. 
but like if you oh, were right. going to do that, you could already have done it. You could it. go to jail now. They can't sure. protect you from being a psychopath. Yeah. If you're a psychopath, I think he's just like a wounded person who's dealing with it by anger, which I, as, although I'm not a, I don't want to kill liberal pussies. I know what it's like to be like, I'm going to leave my house with a flamethrower mm-hmm. and light everything on fire to feel safe. Yeah. Well, I think that the people that like have been going out and killing people with the AR, it's like they just want to change something or feel something and do something incredibly unchangeable that it's like, and it's, it's the most extreme version, but we're at this level of high anxiety. So I, I mean, he seems pretty plain spoken about it. I, I hope nothing's happened since he called and like left this message, you know, but, um, I don't know, man, I, 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 I would, I would talk to someone, but honestly, dude, thanks for calling in. Right now, someone's sitting in their car going, I thought this was a comedy podcast. Yeah, I, I feel when really I'm, fucked up right now. Yeah. Not when I'm a ghost. I'll not take when, it not, right not, down the tubes. Cr- Martha, true ca- crime Kelly's on the podcast. <laughs> well, Martha, thanks for coming on. Is there anything you need to, you want to plug? I'm doing a show, but I don't remember where or when, so no. I'm Perfect. sorry. Yeah, somewhere in... Do you have like a website people can go to? Yeah, but I haven't updated it t- since 2017. Just... I, I tweet, maybe my Twitter. Perfect. I tweet about it when I'm going to do a show. Martha Kelly 3. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, babe. Thank Love you for you. having me. Love you too, Matt. So, I have a little something I want to plug. Okay, sure. That's fine. Plug uh, it. So, I have, because everybody knows that I'm into magic. Yes. And so, I'm on a deck of cards that is gonna be on Kickstarter. Cool. So it's Howlin' Jacks on Kickstarter. If you guys can make this happen, then I will be the queen of clubs for this deck of cards. So please throw out, even if it's five bucks, I would appreciate it. Just Kickstarter, Howlin' Jacks. Yeah, so awesome. Let's get a man on the, on the deck of cards. On the deck of cards, That's right? Cool. That's yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Phone number to call in everybody is 323-763. 0228 and yeah check out you know Matt Bronger on Instagram to find Matt and yeah. advice from a dipshit on Instagram mm-hmm. and Matt Bronger for uh, shows I have I have shows up through December so see if I'm coming to your town mattbronger.com right happy fall everybody happy fall advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.